back to our study. We're talking about giving thanks. It's Thanksgiving time, and it's so easy to eat our turkey and to eat our pumpkin pie and pecan pie and all the other good things we have to eat and forget that we need to say thanks. We can say it, on, we can say it in our attitude. We talked about that. We can say it in our songs that we sing, and we can say it with our lives. Maybe this is the one that makes the most difference. In Colossians 3.17, Paul says, giving thanks to God, the Father, through Jesus. And he says we're to do it with our lives. Our actions should be living thank yous. Whatever you do, he says, in word or deed, give thanks. And do it by living for the Lord. And everything you do in word or deed and, and all these things, live it, be living out the Lord and and. Whatever includes everything, the hard things, the humdrum things, the happy things, the holy things, the normal things, do them all with thanksgiving. If as you work, you're thankful, and as you work, you have an attitude of gratitude, it rubs off on other people. Instead of a negative, complaining, griping, we work too hard, we work too long hours, blah, 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 blah. If we do that, then our life becomes miserable, and we even infect that with into the lives of other people. But how do we do everything with thanks? Colossians 3.17 says, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever we do, we're supposed to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And now the name of Jesus stands for all that Jesus is as a person and as God. So when we say I do something in his name, it means that you agree with him and it fits with what he is and what he teaches when you say it, do it, or think it. In other words, if I'm doing something in the name of Jesus, then that means that what I'm doing totally fits in with what Jesus would agree with. And if we, if we complain and gripe, that does not agree with what Jesus wants us to do. That totally disagrees with what he wants us to do. So it's important for us to do whatever we do, keeping in mind that we want to please him, and nothing pleasing him more and living a life of gratitude. When we identify with his name, we identify with his authority and his power, and our words have none, but his do, and we can do these things through him. And one of the greatest things we can do is to be thankful. Whatever our situation is, to be thankful. And if we got a tough day, just say, thank you, Lord, in this tough day you're with me. If we have sickness, just say, thank you, Lord, in this sickness, I know you're my great physician, and I'm trusting in you, and I'm depending on you. And then one last thing about saying thanks. We need to say thanks with our prayers. In the next chapter in Colossians 4, verse 2, he says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Paul says, so I want you to be devoted to prayer, but I want your prayers to be full of thanksgiving. You see, there are several ingredients in prayer. There's thanksgiving, there's praise, there's intercession, <clears throat> there's uh, petition, and all of, all of the parts of prayer are important, but nothing is more important in prayer than being thankful. Now, the reason for that is if we're not very thankful, we won't pray much. If we're not very thankful, we won't really get through to God because there's negativism, there's complaining, there's an attitude in our hearts. You see, the Bible says if there's sin in our hearts, the Lord will not hear us. So if there's any kind of wrong attitude in our hearts when we're praying, it's not going to get through. 
And he says you don't have because you ask for the wrong reasons and you ask with the wrong motives. And so what we need to do is we need to pray with thanksgiving and we need to get specific. We need to pray for people. We need to pray for uh, ourselves and our needs. We need to we need to pray about situations. And as we do so with thanksgiving, it will make a difference. Joyfully giving thanks to the Father, Colossians 1.12 reminds us. So as we pray, we can give thanks. And as we do so, it will be another way of saying thanks to him. Say thanks with your attitude. Say thanks with your words. Say thanks with your prayers. Say thanks with your songs. Say thanks with your life. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, and I hope you do a lot of thanking the Lord. As we continue our study, I want to pick up a new a new idea today. I want us to talk a little bit about what God's like, about the character of God. There's nothing more important than our concept of God. What you believe about God colors every other belief in your life. So if you don't know who God really is, if you don't understand his character, if you don't understand what he is like, then you probably will be real will be a real failure in your relationship with him. So that's what I want to talk about for a little while today and tomorrow. So as we think about that, uh, let's, let's look at how a lot of people view God. Some people say, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess there's one God and, and everybody worships one God. No, the God many people worship is not the same God we worship. The God of Islam is not the God of the Bible because the things that are taught in the Quran don't fit with what God's nature is like. And so that can't be the God we're to worship. And John, the beloved disciple of Jesus, understood what God was like, and that's why he helps us in very simple terms. And it's really interesting how simple John puts it. And in First John and in the Gospel of John, he gives us some basic little statements that help, help us understand the nature of God. First of all, in 1 John 4, verse 8, and in verse 16, John says, God is love. In John 4, 8, he says, whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Now, this reveals God's nature. Now, he does not say God loves, which he does. God loves us. He so loved us that he sent his son to be our savior. But that's not what he's saying here. Love is the very nature and essence of God. And out of that nature of love, he loves. And he does everything else that he does as God. More than an assertion that God loves, we stand with him in saying that he is saying that that's what God is like. That's who he is. He is love. It is, it is his being. And this statement explains his actions. It explains creation. Why did God create a world? Because he loved. Because he is love, he created a world that could love him back. And, and rebellion and disobedience breaks his heart. This explains free will. Unless we're free to love him or not love him, then it's not real love. It's simply some kind of fake because God wants to be loved because of his nature, because of who he is. This explains salvation, because that's why he came 
to save us from our sins and sent Jesus to be the Lord of our lives so that we could experience his nature, his being, his love. So first of all, God is love. Think about how much his love permeates your life. He loves you. And keep that in mind today as you go about your activities. And we'll talk some more about that.